Praise the Lord. Just in a moment, lift up your hand with me. Say, Heavenly Father, this morning, I come through the blood. Let the heavens be open over my life. Let the entrance of your word bring light. Let it bring understanding to my heart. Heavenly Father, let every opposition against your word in my life be conquered in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we commit ourselves this morning. We pray that, Lord, the heavens will be open over us. The entrance of your word will bring life. It will bring understanding to us. We plead the blood of Jesus as a covering over this atmosphere. Please be with us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Please take your seat. Gagae. Oh, Gagae. We thank God this morning. This morning, I want to thank your leadership, the campus pastor, for this opportunity to speak to you. As the president informed us, I'm speaking on the theme, My Jesus Saves. My Jesus Saves. Essentially, I have three main points. First, we want to establish why Jesus is a savior. And secondly, we will look at what kind of a savior is he. And thirdly, we will establish what does he save from. So first, we want to establish why Jesus is a savior. And secondly, we will look at what kind of a savior is he. And thirdly, we will establish what Jesus saves from. And I want us to run very fast because I want us to spend some time and make this salvation our own. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Food is not useful until you have eaten it. Medicine is not useful until it has been absorbed into your system. And so we want to appropriate this salvation Jesus brings. Friends, in our world, when we say that somebody is a savior, it is often because they have done something. When we say somebody is a savior, it is based on the achievements. You see, when you are in desperate need for money and somebody comes to your rescue, you can say that that person is a savior. We often say, you know, you saved me. You saved me. When somebody is drowning and there is someone who knows how to swim, who goes and rescues them, he says, this was my savior. Ten years from there, he will say, this man was my savior. But when we talk about Jesus, Jesus' salvation is not merely based on what he has done. Jesus' salvation is based on who he is. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible tells us in Luke chapter 2 verse 11, the Bible says when Jesus was born, 
Serpents were in the, in the wilderness taking care of their sheep. And the Bible says, an angel of the Lord appeared unto them and said to them, Today a Savior has been born unto you in the town of David. Now you would observe that this is just a baby. He hasn't done anything yet even at his birth. Jesus Christ is called a Savior. Not because he has saved anybody but by virtue of who he is. Jesus Christ my Lord is a Savior. So the first ground by which we say Jesus is a Savior is merely by virtue of who he is. Jesus is a Savior because of who he is. Other people are called saviors. Like Kwame Nkrumah is called a Sajifu, meaning he saves by, because of his work in this country. But when we talk about Jesus, Jesus saves because of who he is. He doesn't become a savior because of what he does. He is. That is why he does what he does. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the first ground by which Jesus is a savior is because of who he is. Secondly, Jesus is a savior because of his name. He is a savior because of his name. The Bible tells us in Matthew 1, verse 21, the Bible said, an angel appeared unto Joseph and said, Joseph, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife because she is pregnant. Then the angel went on to say, he says, she will bring forth a son and you will call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. The name Jesus in the Greek simply means salvation. So Jesus is a savior by virtue of his name. That is why the book of Acts chapter 4 verse 12 will tell us for salvation is found in no one. There is no name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved except the name of Jesus. You see, Jesus is a savior because of his name. His name embodies what we call salvation. Hallelujah. So Jesus is a savior because of who he is. Jesus is a savior because of his name and thirdly Jesus is a savior because of his mission Jesus is a savior because of his mission Luke chapter 19 verse 10 he said for the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost the reason why he left his glory above and descended into the earth was so that he will come and seek and save the lost Jesus is a savior by virtue of his mission he came surely to save us hallelujah hallelujah so Jesus is a savior 
because of his person. Jesus is a savior because of his name. Jesus is a savior because of his mission. And finally, Jesus is a savior because of his work on the cross. The Bible says one day he was raised and he said, just as Moses who raised up the bronze serpent in the wilderness, so shall the son of man be raised and anyone who looks at him shall be saved. Jesus is a savior because he went to the cross and died on the cross. He is a savior by virtue of his person. He is a savior by virtue of his name. He is a savior by virtue of his mission. He is a savior by virtue of his accomplishment. There is no savior like my Lord Jesus. My Jesus is a savior. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Four reasons why Jesus is a savior. But I want to go on for us to explore what kind of a savior my Jesus is. What kind of a savior is he? All kinds of people are called saviors. But Jesus is a different kind of a savior. This morning, I want to give you eight descriptions of the salvation or of the kind of a savior my Jesus is. Eight different descriptions. What kind of savior is my Jesus? What kind of a savior is my Lord? First, the Lord Jesus, my Jesus, is a willing savior. He is a willing savior. You know, there are some people who will help you, but you have to force them. There are some people who will help you, but by the time they finish helping you, they make you look demeaned. There are some people who offer you help, but the help is just a means to advance their own glory. But my Jesus doesn't need to be forced. He is a willing savior. The Bible said in the gospel of Luke chapter 5, where you begin to read from verse 12, the Bible said one day a leprous man who was an outcast came to Jesus and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me whole. And the Bible said, Jesus touched the leper and said, I am willing. Behold, Jesus is a willing savior. Friends, in those days, a leper could not be touched. The Bible says, when a person touches a leper, he becomes unclean. But my Jesus touched that leper and he didn't become unclean. The leper became clean. Jesus is a willing savior. You see, Jesus could have just looked at that leper. From the way he healed the servant of the centurion, Jesus could have just said, behold. But the Bible said he touched him. He touched him. 
I don't know how long ago this man had been a leper, but you can be sure that since he became a leper, nobody had ever touched him. But on that day, when he encountered my Lord Jesus, he gave him a touch, and that touch restored him. This morning, I don't know where you are. You may be a social outcast. You may feel that you don't belong, but my Savior, my Jesus, is here to give you a touch, and that touch will transform your life. He is a willing savior. He doesn't need to be forced. He is a willing savior. The book of Isaiah tells us a voice sounded in the heavens and said, Whom shall I send and who will go? There was the Bible says he responded and said here I am ah, send me and I will go the father didn't need to compel Jesus to come Jesus came of his own accord the other day he said I lay down my life of my own accord he's a willing savior but secondly you see you can have people who are willing to help you but do not have the ability to help you. There are times you have a need and you tell people and they are feeling for you. They are saying, you know, how I wish I can help you. And you know that if they have the ability, they will help you. But they don't have the ability. Story of a grandmother who took her grandchild to a swimming pool. They weren't going to swim. They were just going to sit around. And for some reason, the grandson fell into the swimming pool. And the grandmother jumped inside the swimming pool. Two hours later, they found their dead bodies. The grandmother was willing to help, but she wasn't able to save. But my Jesus is a capable savior. He is not just willing to save. He is a capable savior. He is an able savior. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 7, the verse 25, he says, therefore, he is able to Therefore, he is able to save. Therefore, Jesus is able to save. Able means he has the ability to save. My Savior is an able Savior. And this morning, it doesn't matter what you brought. He is able to save you because he is an able Savior. He is able. He is willing and he is able. There are people who are able but not willing. There are people who are willing and not able. But my Jesus is both willing and able to save. Thirdly, what kind of a savior is my Jesus? My Jesus is a complete savior. 
my Jesus, he is a complete savior. My Jesus is a complete savior. Some people can come to your help up to the middle. Some people can come to your help even up to the, you know, almost the end. But my Jesus does not save 90%. He doesn't save 99.9%. My Jesus saves 100%. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 25, he says, therefore, he is able to save completely. He is able to save completely. He is able to save completely all who come to God through him. And this morning, that Jesus who is an able savior, who is a willing savior, will also save you completely because he is able to save completely. He is able to save. When you get many of your sanitizers or dettol or soap, they write on it, kills 99.9% gems. Some even go to the point of telling us it kills 99.9, of times. But I'm talking about a savior who has a track record of saving completely. He saves from the outermost to the guttermost. No matter where you are, he is able to reach you and save you because he's a complete savior. He's a complete savior. What kind of savior is my Jesus? He's an able savior. He's a willing savior. He's a complete savior. But fourthly, my savior Jesus, he is a universal savior. He's a universal savior. The Bible says in John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that whoever, no matter where they are, no matter their race, no matter their tribe, no matter where they find themselves, no matter whoever believes in Jesus is able to receive salvation. Listen to me. You know, there are people who are territorial saviors. They save within their accepting territory. When you go to another territory and you mention their name, nobody knows them because their salvation doesn't go there. But the Bible makes me to understand that there is no name, no name, no name given among men. No matter where, I can go to India and Jesus is a savior. I can go to Pakistan and Jesus is a savior. On campus, Jesus is the only savior. And wherever we find ourselves, this Jesus is a savior. He is a universal savior. He is a universal savior. He is a universal savior. But number five, my Jesus is a merciful savior. He is a merciful savior. You read Luke chapter 15 and the Bible says Jesus is the shepherd who has 99 sheep and has lost one. And many shepherds will say, why should I leave the 99 and go in search of just a one sheep that was deviant? But my savior, he leaves the 99 in pursuit of the one. So much said that if you are the only one needing salvation, 
he would have left his throne above and come down so that you can get salvation. Why? Because my Savior is a merciful Savior. He is a merciful Savior. He is a merciful Savior. There are saviors that before they save you, they will rehearse all you have done. But in John chapter 8, the Bible says they brought a woman before Jesus who was at the point of being stoned. The Bible said they came to Jesus and said that according to the law of Moses, the Bible said we should stone anybody caught in adultery. Friends, one person cannot commit adultery. They brought the woman, but where was the man? And they were expecting Jesus to sanction them to stone this woman. But my Savior, my merciful Savior, looked at them and said, He who is without sin, let him be the first to cast the stone. And the Bible says they started dropping their stones at the feet of Jesus. That is the merciful Savior. This morning, God did not send His Son to come and condemn the world, but He sent His Son that through Him the world might be saved. That is the kind of Savior I'm talking about. He is a merciful Savior. He's merciful. He's merciful. He's a merciful savior. Number six. What kind of a savior is my Jesus? We've seen that he's a willing savior. He's a, a capable savior. Our Jesus is a merciful and a compassionate savior. This Jesus we are talking about. He is a complete savior. Friends, Jesus is also an exclusive savior. An exclusive savior. An exclusive savior. You see, there are different people who are telling us that the religions of the world are different ways of getting to God. They sometimes even tell us that, you know, religions are like roads, are like paths around a mountain. They all lead to the top. But the only way we can know if a road leads to the top is if somebody stands at the top and comes down to tell us that every road lead there. Only one has come from above and he tells us, I am the way, I am the truth. There is salvation in no one except the name of Jesus. Only Jesus is a savior. He is an exclusive savior. Salvation is found in no one else. Every religious leader at best tells you I can show you the way to God. Only one stands and say, they are trying to show you the way. I am the way. I am the way. In other religions, salvation is by finding a series of ways. In Christianity, salvation is not found in a series of ways. Salvation is found in a person. And he doesn't point the way to us. He holds our hands and he leads us to the Father. No one comes to the Father except through me. He is an exclusive Savior. My Jesus... It's an exclusive savior. 
number seven by Jesus is a powerful savior he is a powerful savior he is a powerful savior friends there are people who can help you who can save you as it were from a predicament but they can't keep you to the end they can't keep you to the end but the other day the bible tells me in the book of John chapter 10 verse 27 and verse 28 he says I am the good shepherd I know my sheep my sheep knows me I give them eternal life and they follow me the bible says I give them eternal life and no one can pluck them out of my hands this morning if you are found in the hands of Jesus nobody can plug you out that is what the apostle Paul says now we know that neither height nor depth neither angels nor principalities neither whatever in this world or the world to come can ever separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus why because he is a powerful savior death cannot separate us I may go through affliction but Jesus is able to sustain me I may fall but the Bible said the righteous may fall seven times he will arise because his savior is a powerful savior he doesn't allow us to fall completely this is my savior this morning I present to you the all-powerful savior finally what kind of savior is my Jesus what kind of savior is my Jesus he's a sacrificial savior he's a sacrificial savior you see friends when there is war when there is challenge presidents of nations do not take a gun and lead their army emperors allow their members to go and die for the emperors people sacrifice to die for their leaders but when it came to Jesus when there was a problem with sin when there was a battle with sin Jesus did not catch one of the angels he did not catch one of the people of God he himself came and the Bible says the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep Jesus laid down his life as a savior he's a sacrificial savior so that you could take your life back he lost his life so that you can find your life what kind of savior is my Jesus he is a sacrificial savior oh put your hands together for this savior put your hands together for this savior he's an amazing savior an amazing savior but you know Sometimes you meet a football team who say we are the champions. We shouldn't rejoice until we know which league they are playing. Your league determines whether you are really a champion. But my Jesus went into the champions league and he emerged victorious after three days. He is a powerful savior. But what does he save from? What does Jesus save from? 
And I want to briefly run through this so that we can spend some time and engage this wonderful Savior. First of all, my Savior Jesus, he saves from sin. Jesus saves from sin. There are three dimensions or aspects of sin. First, we have the penalty of sin. Then, we have the power of sin. And thirdly, we have the presence of sin. The penalty of sin is death. The Bible says in Romans 6 verse 23, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The penalty, Romans 3.23 says, The wages of sin, it is death. You see, that is the penalty for sin. But this morning I'm happy to announce that this Savior I'm talking about, He has what it takes to rescue from the penalty of sin so that as we are sitting here we can declare there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus because through Christ Jesus the law of the spirit of life has made me free from the law of sin and death Jesus saves from the penalty of sin by his blood he cleanses us and we are free from the penalty of sin. Listen. But if that was all Jesus came to do. That he says your sins are forgiven. We will continue to live as slaves of sin. See. If you are hungry. And I come. And I buy you food. I have solved your problem for today. Tomorrow you'll be hungry again. If I go ahead and I set you up in business, I have taken care of tomorrow's problem again. You see, when we sinned, we have the problem with the penalty of sin. Jesus paid for it. But then every single day, we will still be tormented. By the power of sin. And so my Jesus. Didn't just save. From the penalty of sin. He saved also from the power of sin. That is why the Bible can say. In Romans chapter 6. The verse 12. He says sin. Therefore must not have dominion over you. Because you are not under the law. Because Christ has translated you. Under the grace. I came to announce to somebody. There is a besetting sin. In your life. But this morning the savior. Will deliver you from the power of sin. Sin will have no dominion over you. You will go back. And the sin that once conquered you. You will look it in the face. And you will say that. Listen to me. I have a savior this morning. He has rescued me from your power. Fornication. I will not fall. Addictions. I will not fall. Bondages. I will not fall. Why? Because Jesus saves. From the power. Of sin. He saves. From the power of sin. 
Sin. You see, when you read Romans 6, as you continue, it goes on to tell you, it says, do not offer your members as instruments for unrighteousness, but as instruments of righteousness. The problem with many of us is that when temptation knocks at our door, we try to walk confidently and we go to the gate and after 30 minutes we are conquered. But I see a generation of people who say that because my, I have a savior when temptation knocks at the door I will let Jesus open the door and temptation will be found no more. He will rescue us from the power of sin. But you know you can be rescued from the power of sin. From the penalty of sin. But sometimes we sin because we are in the presence of sin. You can't, you can't steal. If you are not in the presence of money staring at you, that money becomes a temptation to you. And so God... Jesus' work didn't just end by delivering us from the penalty of sin. It didn't just end by delivering us from the power of sin. The Bible says one day Jesus will carry us and we will go to a new Jerusalem where there will be no sin, nothing unclean. He will rescue us from the presence of sin. In the past, Jesus saved us from the penalty of sin. There is no condemnation for us. In the present, Jesus is rescuing us from the power of sin in the future he will take us from the presence of sin my savior Jesus is an able and capable savior hallelujah what else does Jesus save from Jesus saves from the guilt and the wrath of God. Romans chapter 5 verse 9 he says if we are justified because of his blood how much more shall we be saved from the wrath of God because of him. We shall be saved from the wrath of God because of my savior Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 when you read up to verse 3 he says in those days we live after the passion of the world and we follow the spirit of disobedience, the prince of the air. But you know, I said by nature, we were all objects of wrath. But when somebody comes to Jesus, Jesus rescues them from the wrath of God. We do not live in fear of the wrath of God. The Bible says in John chapter 5, when you read from verse 23 to 25, the Bible says, whoever hears my words and believes in him who sent me in the present they have eternal life in the future they will not be condemned why because in the past they have crossed over from death unto life you see Jesus is a savior who rescues us from guilt he 
rescues us from the bondage and the power of sin. God did not send his lower son into the world to condemn the world. But the Bible says he sent his son into the world that through him the world might have life. But this is a condemnation. Light came into darkness and men chose to live in darkness. Light came into the darkness but men loved the darkness. This morning I came to announce to you that Jesus is able to rescue you from the wrath of God. There are many of us going around with a burden under the wrath of God. But this morning, you don't need to live under the, the guilt. Jesus also saves from the dominion of darkness. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 says for he translated us he translated us he transferred us from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of his dearly beloved son. You see, in every kingdom there are rules. I used to be in the kingdom of darkness. But one day, someone came and said the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the broken hearted, to rescue the oppressed, to set free those who are in captivity. And because of that, I have been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God. And I declare to you this morning, any bondage and oppression in your life, the Savior is here to deliver. The Savior is here to deliver. The Bible says there was a woman who was bent over for a period of 18 years when he encountered Jesus. He was res she was rescued. There was a woman who was also having the issue of blood for a period of 12 years. When she encountered the Savior, she was saved. There was a widow's son who was was actually going to be buried. When they were going in the funeral procession, they met the Savior, and the Savior touched the coffin, and he came back to life. Lazarus was dead for four days, but when he encountered the Savior, he heard his voice and came back to life. I don't know wherever you are, whatever oppression you are in, I present to you a Savior who is mighty to save, and this morning, that Savior will rescue you in the name of Jesus. Many of us are living under oppression. For many of us, Jesus only saves from sin. But I came to announce that he saves also from oppression in the name of Jesus. Jesus also saves from sicknesses and afflictions. Jesus saves from sicknesses and afflictions. Isaiah chapter 53. The Bible says that transgression that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. Jesus Christ died and rescued us. That's why the psalmist can say, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefit. He who forgives your sin and rescue your life from the pit and heals 
all your diseases. The same blood that paid for your sins also paid for your healing, also paid for your deliverance, also paid for your freedom from every oppression of the enemy. And this morning, that Savior is here to offer you salvation. My sins have gone far away. Jesus has taken my many sins away. Once I was a sinner, saved by grace. Once I was a sinner. From academic failure, he's here to save. He's a savior who gives a second chance, and a third chance, and a fourth chance, and a fifth chance. Because he's a merciful savior. Once I was a sinner. Listen to me. You can know Jesus as a savior. You can know Jesus as the savior. But this morning, God wants you to know him as my savior. My savior. A story is told of a man. We invited a musician to come and sing Psalm 23. The musician came and sang Psalm 23 so nicely that everybody was clapping. There was an old man in that congregation who stood up and he took the mic and started talking about the Savior. Started talking about the shepherd. And everybody was in tears, including the artist. When they asked the artist, why are you crying? He said, I know the song about the shepherd. But this old man, he knows the shepherd. This morning, it is not enough to know Jesus as the Savior. It is not enough to know him as a savior. He wants to be your savior from everything. In a moment, I am asking you to bow your heads. I want to enter into prayer. If you are seated here this morning, And this willing Savior is here. A 
and you cannot say he is my savior this morning I want you to lift up your hand if you want to appropriate him as my savior my savior my savior wherever you are this morning I just want to see your hand up God bless you God bless you my brother God bless you my sister oh God bless you maybe you started with him but you left him along the way and this morning you want to say I come I am coming Lord I am coming Lord as we take the song once more wherever you are with your hands lifted I'm going to ask you to stand boldly for this Savior if your hand is up please rise up on your feet and encounter the able Savior the willing Savior the capable Savior the Savior who rescues from the power from the presence and from the penalty of sin
The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, it says in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of sudden blood. But this morning I came to announce to you that Jesus shed his blood to break the power of indwelling sin. And so if you are here and you are saying, Lord, I need grace to break away and lay aside the and the sins that so easily entangles. Please rise up on your feet as we go to the willing Savior to help us. You can't continue to live under guilt. Maybe even this morning when you were coming, Satan was telling you, you always confess, but you go back to that same sin. Ah, is our Savior powerless? No, our Savior is able to rescue from the power of sin. And this morning, I want you to appropriate that power and say, Lord, rescue me from the power of sin. saw Jesus coming. In John 1 verse 29, he pointed to him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, who doesn't just cover sin, but he takes it away. This morning, Jesus wants to take that sin away in the name of Jesus. Begin to talk to the Lord. Ask the Lord to come through for you. Ask the Lord the Savior who saves from sin, who saves from the penalty of sin, who saves from the power of sin. Say, Lord, I am coming. Lord, I am coming. Lord, I am coming. Lord, I am coming. Deliver me from the penalty. Deliver me from the power. Deliver me from the power of sin. In the name of Jesus. Begin to talk to the Lord.
Deliver me through the work of the cross. Rescue me from the power of sin. Lord Jesus, this morning, as I've come to you, I thank you that my life will no longer remain the same. The burden and the bondage of sin is completely broken. Thank you that I will live a new life to the glory and honor of your name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Put your hands together and all of us rise up on your feet. morning I presented to you a holistic savior a savior who saves completely he doesn't just save your soul he's also the savior God has provided for your body he doesn't just save your spirit he saves body soul and spirit and this morning we are praying that any kind of affliction and bondage we are praying that the Savior will come between you and that affliction or that bondage be it demonic oppression be it affliction with sickness be it affliction in your academics be it affliction whatever it is you are saying Savior arise and confront this affliction in the name of Jesus lift up your voice and begin to pray in the name of Jesus
bondage in Egypt. God sent Moses and rescued them from Egypt and brought them into the promised land. But the Bible says there was a period in the history of Israel where there was one man called Goliath. The Philistines were even oppressing the people of God in their own promised land. And Goliath held them in bondage. When he appears, everybody runs and hides. Until one day a savior called David appeared on the scene and said, I will take him on. Today, the better and new David, who is Jesus Christ, has appeared. And whatever is oppressing you, even as a redeemed child of God, he is arising and is going to contend. We are going to stand behind our savior. We are going to stand behind our Jesus and he's going to fight for us. You are saying, Lord, the battle is not mine. The battle is yours. Arise and contend with the Goliath of my life. Let up your voice and begin to cry out to God in the name of Jesus. Let this hold be broken in the name of Jesus. Let every affliction or present the Bible says it shall come to pass that his burden shall be lifted off your shoulders and his yoke off thy neck and because of the anointing the yoke shall be broken this morning because of the anointing of the Lord Jesus Christ we command every yoke to be broken. We command every bondage of sin to be broken. We command every demonic oppression to be broken in the name of Jesus. Thank you that you have saved and you have saved completely. I want us to celebrate the Lord. Celebrate the victory of the Lord. Wonderful, merciful Savior. Precious Redeemer. 